I'm just uh, I'm just topping this thing off with uh, with some Lacroix. Go, Lacroix, Lacroix. <laughs> this is seriously like the biggest ass Aperol spritz of my life. It's in like a, a giant like beer mug. <laughs> I just need for you to like to just like forever <laughs> suck on some orange peel. Mmm, bitter. So I love it. Oh, the so gross. I've got the bitters, baby. <laughs> oh, that one's slightly warm. Ew, okay. it's warm oh. bitters? Yeah, just a little bit. It's been sitting out for a minute. I think I came up with like like my own little like segment, like my daily segment for myself. Problem of the day. Like what is no. my problem? <laughs> like what is my problem? <laughs> what is my problem of the day? My problem of the day today was the fact that I bought some iced coffee from Starbucks and it was delicious. And I was like, this coffee would be delicious with some Svetka. Mm. So I put vodka in my coffee. Which was fine. And then... Uh, I wait, wait, a... wait, 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 wait. At what time of day was this? I don't know, like 11 or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I put it in the refrigerator because it was iced coffee and I was going to go back to it later. But then I went back to it later and I was like, I don't want vodka coffee. I want regular coffee. <laughs> and it's sitting in my refrigerator right now. But that was my problem of the day. So the problem of the day was that you thought you were going to start drinking at 11 a.m. And then you decided, I don't want to start drinking. Well, I did, but then I stopped. But once it's done, it's done. You can't remove it. Right. She's, that's why it's my problem of the day. She already been done, has hearses. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, um, I will say that... The beverage that I called out a couple of episodes ago, the espresso martini, has blown up. I don't know if you've noticed on the socials, everybody's talking about like an espresso martini or like a cold brew cocktail, all of that kind of stuff. So I just want to point out that I'm the one that noticed that a long ass time ago and I take credit for all of it. <laughs> Trend setter, honey. Trend setter. Speaking of which, so. Everybody loses their balls over Kahlua, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody puts Kahlua in all their coffee beverages. But I was reading this article about this bar in New York City who are famous for their espresso martinis. And the liqueur that they use instead of Kahlua is called Mr. Black. And so I was like, oh, I've heard of that. Shut up. You've heard of it? Why have you never told me about this? Well, because I've never had it. So I went to the liquor store and I bought it. And dude, I can't even tell you. It is so good it is so freaking good it was an espresso because i don't have an espresso machine but i got a cold brew coffee from the starbucks around the corner and i made it with that instead and it didn't have any sugar there was no cream like there was just the vodka 
the uh, liqueur and of course the cold brew and I shook it up and it was the most delicious thing. It was so freaking good. I highly recommend it. Mm, I'm gonna have to try that. Maybe our listeners will try it too and yes. tell us tell us if they like it. They definitely need to try it. 150%. Like you can put it in hot coffee. You can put it in cold coffee. It is so good. I highly recommend it. Mm, I'm gonna go give me some. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a random question and then we'll go back to what we're talking about. Do you roller skate? Uh, not in a long time. I Would used you to. roller skate if you had roller skates? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Is there any particular reason why you want to know about my inline skating skills? Are we, are I didn't we talking say about... roller blading. I said right. roller skating. That, well, that's what I was going to ask. Are we, We're talking about a square of wheels or are we talking about a line of wheels? We're talking about square of wheels. Okay. okay. Rectangle. <laughs> Do you think Lardone would be interested in learning? And by Lardone, you mean my toddler? Yes. My little bacon bit? Yes. Yeah, I think he would love that. I don't think he's coordinated enough for that right now. But yeah, oh, okay. in the future, absolutely. I was already saving money to go to the Olympics, but I guess... Well, here's what you can do. When I was probably a little older than he is now, I got for Christmas or a birthday. When It had to be Christmas, because I think both my brother and I got them. They were training skates that snapped onto your shoes. Were they Fisher Price? Yeah, something like that. I didn't get the ones that snapped onto your shoes, but I got ones that would grow with your feet. So they were Mm -hmm. like expandable. Yeah. But spoiler alert, I was not an outdoor child. I was more of an (laughs) indoor child. I did not like falling. And I also really adored climate control. What are you talking about, Miss J? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry, ma'am. Our milkshake (laughs) machine is getting cleaned right now. Like, like, well, little do you know, my milkshake machine is also getting cleaned right now. And it brings the boys to the yard when it's clean. It, it brings the boys to the alleyway that's in front of my window. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us into a whole other realm. Because <laughs> boys in your alley... <laughs> You don't want them driving down the alley with the headlights off? No, I don't want to promote prostitution is what I'm trying not to do. Hey, there's no shame in that word. Prostitution? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that there's any shame in it. I'm just, I'm not one to promote it. Like on a billboard? Prostitution, it might be for you. Right. I mean, sex work is work. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on board with that for sure, like 100%. And I'm really not sure how to resolve the other issue. <laughs> Let's just say it's not for you. How about that? Let's just leave it at that. So, Jay, I really like where we're going with the few. (laughs) Hey, so, Jay, I really like where we're going with the food curiosities thing. Is there anything else that you've been thinking about? Maybe something that you've never tried before that you're thinking about getting adventurous with? So one of my personal food curiosities that I've had for a while now, I just haven't found a way to uh, work it into a meal of mine, but I really do want to taste it. It's clotted cream. I've heard of that. What is it? It's like a really thick, spreadable cream. And people who have had it or make it or love it and enjoy it, please feel free to correct me because I've never had it before. But I think it's like butter, but maybe like more creamy and not so firm, but it's not sweet. And you usually put it on scones 
and it's really, really rich. Maybe it's like a British equivalent to like Mars Capone cheese. I'm not really sure. That might be a horrible comparison, but I've always wanted to try it. Like you're supposed to have it with tea and scones and it's just supposed to be really, really delicious. And so I really want to try it. And they they definitely have it at like Central Market and Whole Foods and stuff, but it is a little pricey for something that I'm not sure that I'm going to like. At least for me, it's probably one of those things where like I'll have it once and I'm good for a couple months. So I don't want to buy an entire jar of this stuff that is going to expire when I've only had it like with half a biscuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I know exactly who would know about clotted cream. Who? The lady from Bally Knock and Cookery School. Bally Knock and Cookery School. Bally Knock and Bally Knock and Cookery School. Bally Knock and Cookery School. Bally Knock and Cookery School. <laughs> you have to say it in a sing-songy kind of way like so, it goes up and down i have no idea i'm not an accent person lo- don't listen to me located in the garden of ireland the gardens the gardens, the gardens of ireland the gardens of ireland the valley knocker in house I don't, like, you explained it to me for, like, half a second, but I have no idea what this is. Is this, like, like Hogwarts version of Nigella Lawson's... That is exactly what this is. This is are we, uh, we have... <laughs> How do I even explain this? There is a very strange channel on our television that's, like, a knockoff food network that's called Recipe.tv, and there is this show on all the time with this woman named Catherine Fulvio. She's Irish and lives in Ireland. Of course, she's Irish and lives in Ireland. And she has a cooking school that's called the Belly <laughs> Belly Nuckin House and Cookery School. And this show is like randomly always on. I feel like every time we turn the TV on. Like what network though? It's called Recipe.tv. It's a channel on my TV. It's just like a random knockoff food network channel. Every time we're scrolling through the guide, it's like, oh, here we go. It's like the Taste of Ireland with Catherine Fulvio. She starts the show off every time she goes... Welcome to Ireland and the Ballynucker and House and Cookery School. And every time she says it, I lose my marbles. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that combination of consonants. Of sounds. Of sounds. In that uh, that sing-songy Irish accent just sends me... It is really sing-songy. Like, it just goes up and down. Sends me into orbit. It says that it's nestled between lush vegetable and soft fruit gardens in the Ballynockran Cookery School Wicklow. I, I love how you just <laughs> automatically, like, do the accent. I can't help it. I cannot help it. I'm not very good at accents, but that's one that for some reason it's I, I can just pull out of my back pocket have you ever heard of a show called dairy girls on netflix right uh i don't honestly actually i'm not really sure what network it's on but the accents are gold like (laughs) they like i can't even explain it to you i mean it's so bizarre because it really truly feels like they're speaking another language well i guess maybe actually some words they are like you have to have subtitles it is just so freaking different yeah. than 
the English that we hear on a daily basis. You're talking to someone who has to have subtitles on to watch Great British Baking Show because... Like, what the hell did they say? What? I'm like, what are they talking about? One of the most recent seasons, they had a woman on that I never understood a single word she said the whole time. (laughs) uh, I just had to trust the subtitles that they were translating her correctly. And she was definitely speaking English. It was like a Welsh conglomeration of accent and like the tonality of her voice or something. And I just was like, my mind is not processing what's happening what yeah like i don't know what you're saying like scottish and welsh and irish and english and just all of the different dialects of english and just where it comes from and everything like that i just i haven't dove into that but i really probably should make some time because it really does interest me quite a bit you know obviously i'm latino right so spanish is a little bit more common And to hear the different dialects of Dominican Republic and Spain and Mexico and Puerto Rico and Cuba, like, I can't necessarily pick out all of those different dialects, but I can at least hear the difference and I can hear when, when something is not safe from, you know, like Mexico, Mm -hmm. but they're speaking Spanish, like you're speaking Spanish, but it's somewhere different. I couldn't tell you that same kind of thing from all of the different languages that have originated in Europe. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you that that would be a trip to be able to like really dive into that for a good couple of months. And maybe I should make some time to do that. I think that would be kind of cool. Well, you know, and my problem too, is that my brain's ability to intake variations of English is like continually warped because of shows like Game of Thrones and like the Lord of the Rings movies and stuff like that, where it's like... Like old English, but not really. Right. It's like these made up places, but everyone inexplicably has an English accent. And Isn't that all... the weirdest fucking thing? And they're all stuck in medieval times. I don't know. It throws me for a loop every time. My husband's really into Game of Thrones. And so Is he I... really? Yeah. I never really watched it. I He made me watch like the very last season of Game of Thrones. I just had lots of questions. Like, did you watch it, like, currently or, like, when it happened? No, when it happened. Oh, so that was, like, four years ago. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna watch this, so you're just gonna have to deal with it. And so I watched it, and then I drove him nuts, asking him lots of questions. Like, who's who's that guy? Why is he trying to fuck his sister? Oh, my God. Did you see the Starbucks cup that somehow somehow made its way onto like the actual published show oh like did you see yeah. that yeah that stuff happens all the time in movies and stuff no 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 not like that like there's not like a straight up like half calf no foam <laughs> soy caramel macchiato that somehow made it into this like mythical land of dragons and magic there's a dragon coming out of the cave and there's just a frappuccino just right <laughs> But, like, a crazy, stupid frappuccino with, like, 17 pumps of toffee nut. So I watched the end of Game of Thrones with my husband. And then, so, now the new spinoff, The House of the Dragon, we're watching that. And I sit there through the whole thing. And, again, I'm asking lots of questions because I assume that because he watched the other series that he just, like, already knows the answers to what's going on in this one. He's like... And he's like, no, I'm in the same place you are. Right. He's like, the show just started. It's all new characters. And no, I don't know. It's like, let, let's sit here and watch together, shall we? But like the thing that always 
throws me off is like I'm watching this and the whole time I'm going this is just so nasty it's just so (laughs) (laughs) it's just gross y'all some nasty hoes (laughs) it's gross it's gross on so many different levels the fact that like there's no showering and everybody's muddy and sweaty and like drooly and like eating with their hands dragons No, I'm talking about the people, too. I'm pretty sure the dragons don't go through, like, exfoliation treatments. (laughs) And then there's so much incest. So much incest. So much incest. I'm going to say it again. So much incest. Like, everybody. (laughs) Everybody is fucking their mother, brother, sister, cousin. And, like, I know that stuff happened back then to keep, like, lineages intact and that kind of weird shit. But, like, they're throwing it in your face through this whole thing it's gross on like a hygienic level it's gross on like an incest level it's gross on like a treatment of women level like every time someone does something misogynistic or like fully abusive to a woman on the show i'm like ugh, ugh. i don't know like i'm just like you know what I could not live in, in medieval times. Okay. Not like, not in the time period and not at the, the themed restaurant. You know what I mean? Like Oh god. I cannot. I can't. I can't. I, I like to be able to take a shower. I like people to have human rights. I like it when people don't have oh sex with Oh my god, with their... you're such a liberal. Ugh. I don't like it when people have sex with their siblings. I mean, call me a purist, but <laughs> actually we shouldn't call you a purist because of that yeah it's just i can't do it do you like those shows do you watch that stuff like i've seen maybe two and a half episodes of game of thrones i do like the theme of medieval like knights in shining armor dragons princesses royalty merlin Merlin's a badass, though. If you bring Merlin in, then, like, that makes the story, like, real interesting. Where's like, the wizard? wizard well, like, yeah. wizards. I do like that. I don't want to see Gollum in a cave, though. Like, where he's all, like, his hair well, is all Gollum, falling out. And he's all, like, a shriveled raisin. <laughs> first of all, some of us look like that when we get up in the morning. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Gollum is not fake. Like, there's 17 Gollums on your block right now. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Gollum. No. that it, It's happening. So just get used to it. He threw himself um, into a volcano over some jewelry. <laughs> girl? I mean, listen. I mean, if it was, if it's real nice, you got some Cartier. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Or the ring of power, girl? Th- that ring better have a 24 karat diamond. In the top. Somewhere. 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 No. Top, top um, bottom side. There's, I feel like there's something about the history of the Lord of the Rings because Tolkien wrote it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it is classic literature mm-hmm. and it's fantasy before fantasy was really a thing. The stories were so developed and he was such a genius that he developed, like, languages and races and rules for this world like way before star wars was a thing you know what i mean so i appreciate the genius and the imagination and the scope and all of the things that my mind could never really ever wrap around like i appreciate that and so i fell in love with the movies of 
Lord of the Rings. I know I honestly I've never fully read the books, but I've read, you know, parts and chapters and passages and stuff. I don't know, there's something about the world that just feels fully realized and it feels like it possibly could have happened. I don't necessarily feel that way about Game of Thrones. I feel like Game of Thrones started that way, but because of the hype, they felt the pressure to build something Mm -hmm. that fulfilled the need of an audience because it's television versus the book. I couldn't tell you how long it took him to write them, but like decades, I'm sure, to write these books with these fully realized worlds with rules and what can happen and what can't happen. And so I do think that there is a difference. But at the same time, I have seen the most recent of the Rings of Power episodes on Amazon. I just saw it this past weekend. They're good. I have some issues with the script which I find myself having issues with scripts a lot recently. And I'm not sure if it's just because I'm an idiot or because (laughs) I just like when somebody says something like, I'm like that character would never say something like that. It just doesn't make sense. And it just doesn't feel real. And I don't know if it's a script or the actor or the direction or the editing. Like, I don't know, but there is a disconnect where there was like multiple points in that show where I'm like, with what just happened and how you've been building this character arc, that sentence stood out to me like a sore fucking thumb. You know what I mean? So I have to tell you, that has been something with the amount of stuff that I've consumed uh, yeah. content wise, I have in my mind, like what a good believable performance is and like what feels forced. And so like, it's becoming more common than not actually that I'm watching something and I'm like, it's fine, but I don't, it's not I don't really, believe it. I don't, yeah, believe I, don't it. I don't believe it. So I, I'm losing interest in it because it doesn't feel right to me. So I will give you a prime example of this that drove me nuts. We Ooh, talked, tell me, tell me. We talked on this show about our love for the original Queer as Folk. Yes. The American version of Queer as Folk. So I don't know how well it's aged. At the time, it felt more believable to me. And I still think the performances are pretty stellar. Phenomenal. We watched the new Queerest Folk reboot for uh, the Peacock streaming service. Oh my God, is it out? Yeah, it came out. With Kim Cattrall? Yes, it came out. Shut up. I had no idea. Yeah, it came out in June and we blew through all eight episodes. It's a very short season. I Was it renewed? I don't know if it's been renewed. I'm interrupting, but I'm curious. I did not even know. We talked about freaking, oh, what was that movie that came out with Joel Kim Booster? Yeah, Joel Kim Booster. Yeah, Fire Island. Yeah, and we didn't talk about this? This is ridiculous. No, no. I'm going to tell you why, okay? Yeah, so they tried really hard to make the cast more diverse, to tell a different set of stories, to set it in a more... I hate saying modern. And just I like, kind of hate it too, but kind of it is. I would say that they took the British version and the American version and they took some of those concepts and then updated it where it lives in our world today. 
in in 2022 right so took it from being set in pittsburgh uh which is where the original u.s version of the series was to new orleans which gives them more room to have a a more diverse cast because new orleans is a very vibrant diverse city what i also found interesting from a storytelling perspective and this is not giving away anything because if you watch the trailer for this updated series they kind of give it away like right out of the gate that the series starts with a pulse style shooting oh shit yeah that happens to the main characters like the main characters of the show are all at a club when this event happens and then i argue not to take away anything from pulse or the reboot but a very similar thing happened towards the end of Queer as Folk. Do you remember? Yes. And so they kind of take that as a through line for the rest of the series because it's really about... Like the driving force? Well, yeah, it's really about how these individuals are coping with the aftermath of this situation and kind of like rebuilding a community after that. So I like that. Like, I like that take on it. I like, I wasn't sure, sure if it was going to feel where they just used it for like entertainment purposes. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that was going to play off. And actually I thought they did it in a very thoughtful way. But what I have to say is that some of the acting performances were just not believable to me. I'm like, if this character is who they say they are, like, this is not... They would have never said that. It doesn't read real to me. And then there, there's one other thing where in the original American version of Queer Folk, there was a storyline uh, about a character who has a drug problem. And in, yeah. this, in this reboot, they explore that storyline as well, but they don't really explore it. I can't even call it a subplot. It is like, oh, this guy in the first couple of episodes, you can see he's struggling with something. And then he gets to a point where he just tells one person, oh, I have this problem. And then there's nothing. Like there's no follow through. Yeah, there's no follow through, no resolution, not any sense of like addiction is a ongoing issue for, for people that they will have to deal with like the rest of their lives and they have to cope with, you know, they may have to go to therapy or support for, you know, and it's something that maybe is never really resolved in their lives. They did not treat that with any respect, like any respect at all. It was just like, oh, well, I had this problem. And now that I admitted it, like I feel better about it. And then it just goes away. It just goes away and they never mention it again. And I'm like, that really bothered me, honestly. It's not not real. There were a few threads through this show that were like, this is a nonsensical subplot. It doesn't make any sense. Like these characters wouldn't do this. People in real life don't talk to each other this way. So stuff like that. I don't know if it's a, a writing issue. I don't know if it's a performance issue, or a directing issue, an editing issue. I don't know where the issue is. Combination but, of all those things. But somehow it made it on screen. Yeah. And that's sort of the problem. You know what I mean? Just like like the Starbucks cup in freaking Game of Thrones. Like, how many people saw those scenes and didn't see this blatant error? I just don't understand that. I really, truly don't. And it really bothers me. Yeah, I had really high hopes for this uh, just because of the nostalgia I hold towards the other version of Chorus Folk. It wasn't charging on all cylinders for me. <laughs> okay. I, I would say give it a chance. Like maybe that's just my take on it, right? But I would say I give it a chance. I haven't seen it, so I probably should. I would say give it a chance. I don't want to discourage anyone from giving it a shot, especially when our options in like 
oh, queer sure. representation are still so limited and the only way that new stuff gets greenlit and made and like makes if it we support the current right so even if it's yeah is it flawed yes does that mean that we shouldn't support it uh i don't think so so i i i, I would say give it a chance did you see kim cattrall uh she was okay in this again i think it was a problem with like i didn't feel like her character made any sense to me but you know you'll you'll see if you watch it you'll you'll see what i mean I know that you have thoughts and opinions about Kim Cattrall. So how about this? I'm going to give you an assignment. This is your homework. You go watch it and then you come back and tell us how you feel about it. Uh, Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know about all that. I don't know. The, I feel like the American version of Queer's Folk, that still is how it is. All of the characters are archetypes of something. And sure, we can definitely use more racial diversity gender diversity but the themes that are explored throughout that entire series are still 150 percent relevant today all of it absolutely like, all of it the young person who's brand new and exploring things and who has misunderstanding parents how is that not relevant right now yeah absolutely and then you have like the person who doesn't really know what's going on and they're sort of oblivious to everything but their parent is like the poster parent for involvement meanwhile their kid is like i don't really i'm trying to figure this out on my own so there's that dynamic as well suffocating them yeah yeah and then there's like the beautiful slut who like can have sex with anybody and everybody but he's also like professionally successful and there doesn't really seem to be a chink in his armor until he meets someone that he loves that character more so actually is about how you can seemingly have everything and but have be nothing. completely unfulfilled yeah and then you have the fairy who wears glitter and feathers and short shorts and tight pants tell me that these people don't exist in current young queer america today like tell me that they don't exist you can't do that they do exist everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something about it that is still so timely. The fashion's different. The words are different, but the themes are still 100% still alive everywhere. I think it helps that the writing and then the acting performances, the delivery of those performances was just so good. It never read inauthentic to me. I don't know. And something about this new one. There were parts of it that didn't hit me that same way. But here, here's what I will say. We've got to move on, but I would challenge our listeners to give it a shot as well and let us know what yeah. you think. Let us know what you think. We'd love to know what you think about it. Jay's going to get out there and uh, watch it when he gets a chance and let us know what he thinks. Especially our younger generation people who are listening are we missing something? Is there something that we're not seeing that you're seeing that? I don't know. I'm curious to know what y'all think. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, let us know for sure. And even if you could like specifically tell us scenes with like time signatures so that we can like fast forward to that and we can hone in on whatever it is that you're catching, like that would also be helpful too. Yeah. So that's your homework. So you need to go ahead and go to the store buy some number two pencils and a notebook and go ahead and just start jotting down (laughs) right yeah absolutely on episodes of queer as folk and then let us know your critique is it called queer as folk it is called queer as folk and it's on peacock son of a bitch what sorry i matched with someone on tinder that i did not intend to match with (laughs) really you're doing that right now 
right now? Yes, I'm always doing that. You're always doing that. Okay. Maybe the new Chris Folk was accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Drop dead. (laughs) Oh my God, Jay. I just looked it up. I think... Oh yeah, yeah. The the new Chris Folk is already officially canceled. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> well, speaking of Kim Cattrall, which really has nothing to do with Kim Cattrall, have you have you seen the new sneak peeks from the new Sex in the City for season two? No. Somebody's back. No way. Someone's back. I'm not going to tell you who, even though it's all over social media, so everybody knows, but I'm still not going to tell you. <laughs> Is it Shay Diaz? <laughs> yes, actually. They are totally back. Hi, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> so, as far as Che Diaz is concerned, I feel like I get where they're trying to go with the character. And I'm not just talking about, like, the new modern take on sexuality, but just, just like, the character as a character with it, you know, with their quirks and all that stuff. Like, I feel like I understand where they're trying to go, but I feel like it's being... I feel like their performance in the Sex and the City sequel, I feel like it's a performance that you would see on a theater, like it's over the top, it's big, it's huge because at a theater it has to be, right? Because you have an audience that goes like five million rows back. So you have to be big. But on a television series, you don't have to do that. And I think that's part of the issue that I have. It feels contrived, maybe. I, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. I feel like it's maybe a writing thing. It feels inauthentic to me. This whole like feel of like shock jock. I feel like the character can be super nuanced between the person that they portray themselves to be on this fictional radio show and then who they are in real life. Because right now, or at least as of last season, there's no difference. We haven't seen layers to this at person all. at all. Like at all, at all. There wasn't variation. There wasn't color. Like it was just all loud. Are they really that altruistic? No, if that feels like a real human being to me or not. I, I feel like Cynthia Nixon, the, the actress who plays Miranda Hobbs, I, I truly feel like she's the best actress out of the whole series. Mm-hmm. I love Sarah Jessica Parker, but I really feel like Cynthia Nixon was the most nuanced and layered. And I don't think that Sarah Ramirez matched that level of depth. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't get that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Look, Sarah, we we love you. Oh, my God. Um, so yes. we, we are looking forward to see what's next on and just like that. We'll definitely talk about it on this show whenever the new season comes out. I'm certain of it. Okay, Jay, it is our favorite time. What's our favorite time? What is it? Cocktail hour? <laughs> cocktails? Where? Speaking of cocktails... I wait a second wait a second. oh wait can we not oh, talk about that yet? no are you just gonna go on a tangent already probably well <laughs> because i found like the world's best cocktail mixers oh like, really club Tell soda it. and tonic water and ginger ale i think they sell other things but the only things i have are club soda tonic water and ginger ale have you ever heard of q yeah like just the letter q yes i have them in my home Oh my god, they're so good. Why have I never had that? I don't know. I I love the ginger beer. Oh, I have ginger ale. I don't have ginger beer. I have ginger ale. The ginger beer one is so intense. Like, intense gingery? Yes, I love it. The club soda is just, like, crisp. It's refreshing. Like, the bubbles are, like, 
super aggressive and you know me i love aggressive bubbles love an aggressive bubble i don't know what we decided was the most aggressive but and perrier I, perrier is aggressive perrier my dad would have called it perrier 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 <laughs> anyway so i'm currently enjoying a uh, a homosexual hto hto h2o sorry <laughs> We are not affiliated with HTO, the company. That was a misspeak. I meant what to is say HTO? HTO? You've never what heard of that? HTO? Do they not have that in Dallas? That's surprising. They have everything in Dallas. What is it? It's like customized iced tea. What? Yeah, so they have all kinds of flavors of iced tea, and then they have like add-ins. Like you can add like fresh mint or blueberries or strawberries or peaches or whatever. What? <laughs> Yeah. So like so my whenever I go, I always get like a large iced tea, like half unsweet and then half sweet mint. So it's like kind of sweet and kind of minty. I am not a huge iced tea person. I love um, iced tea. I guess it is a thing up here. I've never heard of this before. It probably That's crazy. is. It's just you yeah, since it's not on your radar, you don't look for it. Right. I'm not going out and, like, buying iced tea anywhere. When we go to Starbucks, my husband always gets iced tea instead of coffee. And I'm like, no. He gets it instead of coffee? Yeah, always. Really? Yeah. I'm like, no. I need coffee. I need 16 shots. <laughs> And a dollop of whipped cream on top. <laughs> yeah. Which, can I just say that I'm also very sick of the hate on Starbucks? Why are people hating on it so much? Just because they can? Because it's fun to rail on something. I mean, I think it's more fun to get railed, but, you know. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to ask Starbucks about that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I have to ask Starbucks about railing me? <laughs> no, you have to ask Starbucks if it's enjoyable to get railed. Or if, if it enjoys getting railed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then i saw this thing blow up on tiktok or i heard it blow up on tiktok because i don't have tiktok but someone didn't know that the refresher beverages were caffeinated and they've been giving them to their children for like years <laughs> and then some and then some some guy was like well if you've been giving them to your kids for years and they're fine i guess there's not a problem is there <laughs> nope oh my god you know what? Oh my God! What are we talking about? How did we get here? <laughs> oh, sp- yeah, because I was asking about cocktails. Oh, because you were like, "It's a, everybody's favorite time," and I was like, "Cocktail hour." Okay, enough iced tea talk. We we need to right. get into our <laughs> we need to get into our botches of the week. Jay, who is your botch of the week? Remember when a few weeks back I had my botch of the week? Her name was Food Science Babe, and I was like. Yeah, she breaks everything down and how like scientifically all of these elitist personal trainers and nutritionists they're like they're always like ooh seed oil is bad because it breaks down into Monsanto or whatever bullshit that they decide <laughs> to come up with she's like actually that's not true and you know she points out like FDA standards and you know food regulation and she just she like cuts everybody to shreds and she's super cool. So someone who is very similar to the food science babe, uh, his name is Ben Carpenter, and he is very similar in the fact that he breaks everything down. He utilizes and references and posts the actual like scientific studies about like how long it takes to burn a certain number of calories or all of the science behind any particular fad diet. Like I've seen him break down the science of the keto diet and how 
it's not really any different than, you know, the diet where it features high carbs and low fats. Like he really breaks everything down. But what I really appreciate is that he's very real about it. And he also talks about the mental aspect of being fit and how we're constantly fed these images of people who have 8% body fat and like, it's all doable because all you have to do is get rid of olive oil or something like that. And he's like, first of all, that's not real. Second of Mm -hmm. all, these photos are touched up. Third of all, it takes these people three days of complete fasting and they don't even get to have any water before this photo shoot that lasts an hour. And afterwards they feel terrible, they're depressed. And so I really do appreciate that he is super honest about it. And he's very much a proponent of not telling people how to get the body he has, but he's very much like, you know, if this is your goal, this is something that you should try. Like he's very suggestive about it. He puts the power completely in your hands. He gives you a whole bunch of knowledge about it. And then you get to decide for yourself, right? You get to decide, oh, yes, this is something I'm interested in learning more about, or this is something that I'm interested in doing, as opposed to telling you, you know, this is the only way to do it. This is the fastest way to do it. This is the most healthy way to do it. Because everybody's so different. What's healthy for one person is not healthy for another. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I really appreciate his videos and I think he's awesome. And he's just one of those people, like, I wish I could talk to you in person. Like, I really wish I could pick your brain. Yeah. Versus most people where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what you think. One thing I really appreciate about where we are in social media these days is that instead of just giving like an op-ed on something, actually breaking a topic down and like backing it up with the scientific method like real or, or yeah or like fact-checked evidence for why they're arguing in some way so that's another one i'll have to check out you said it's mostly on facebook or no oh no he's on tiktok and yeah he's Instagram. on all of it too i think okay well we'll have to check him out yes he's awesome my botch of the week is an icon but i'm not really gonna talk about that person i'm gonna talk about a situation involving that person (laughs) okay are we ever gonna figure out who this botch is or oh yeah i'm gonna tell you right now oh okay but we're not concerned with the actual person just this one example of why they're amazing yes okay okay (laughs) got it so (laughs) my botch of the week is patty labelle and the reason i want to talk about patty labelle real quick is because you and i are very familiar with a very um, specific video of Miss LaBelle that resurfaces on social media every year around the holidays. Um, So listeners, if you don't, (laughs) if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to explain it to you right now. So Patty in the early 90s was invited to sing at the National Christmas Lighting (laughs) Ceremony in Washington, D.C., with President Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And she was supposed to come out and sing this Christmas. And all of this was captured on like C SPAN video. And it became an incident so unbelievable <laughs> that every time I watch it, it brings me completely to tears. Like it's just so funny. So it's this video of Patty coming out to perform this Christmas. You know, the music starts and she starts riffing, you know, and she's like, like trying to get like into it. Right. Yeah. And then the whole thing just starts unraveling. 
like from the beginning. So apparently Miss LaBelle was supposed to have some background singers who didn't get who didn't get the heads up that the song was starting. So, so they weren't there. She starts like the first verse and then somewhere in the middle of it, she's like, where are my background singers? Oh my God. <laughs> but then it becomes evident that she doesn't know any of the words to the song. Well, it and becomes then- <laughs> evident because she says it to the entire country as the song is playing. I don't know the words to this song. I feel like verbatim is what she says. <laughs> I don't know the words to the song, honey. Next card. <laughs> next card, honey. Next card. <laughs> so poor Patty is relying on a man holding giant cue cards in front of the stage. The cue cards apparently are out of order. No, they're not going fast enough. (laughs) But I feel like they were also out of order or something because she doesn't know the words and just starts making up stuff, just completely leaning into it. Like she knows that what's happening is a train wreck and she's the driver of the train. But there's no way that she can stop the train. Or so get off just, the track. Like, it's just going. She's just going to keep barreling over a cliff. Yeah. Like, she's just going to keep going. And it is one of the most surreal things on the internet. There's no way that it was staged. I mean, she's like, I'm just going to barrel through, <laughs> through Listen, She was situation. hanging on to her talent and, like, the thinnest piece of string you can possibly imagine. <laughs> She was hanging on for dear life. Right. And she also, was white knuckling that shit. A couple of things. So I feel like there needs to be an investigation and there needs to be like a behind the music of whoever was holding those cue cards. That person exists or existed somewhere. They need we need to track, we need them, to down. track them down. <gasps> we, we we need should to have track them down. We should have an investigative an journalism. <laughs> An, an investigative doc- <laughs> that is not it. investigative investigative <laughs> okay we need to have we need to have a documentary <laughs> we oh my god can you imagine even if it were like a three minute blip on like it needs to be an episode of 48 hours the 24 hours <laughs> Before the incident, with the and then guest the 20... investigator Olivia Benson, <laughs> and then the twenty-four hours after the incident, someone got flogged. Someone, <laughs> I have no idea. There's also this recording of Mariah Carey in her prime, and she's like harmonizing, and like it's a concert, and she has her backup singers, and they're singing the words or whatever. At the same time that she's sustaining this note, she's like, "Someone's on the wrong key." <laughs> <laughs> And then it cuts, I, I think it cuts away from the backup singers and then it goes back and they are gone. Like the backup oh. singers are absolutely like out of the frame. Someone stuck the hook out from the side of the stage and just swooped them out. <laughs> oh, like cartoon style. Yeah. But so the main reason. That oh, right. Like what is the reason why? That I wanted to talk about Patti LaBelle and this video is because then here recently she was on an episode of watch what happens live with andy cohen and she told andy cohen that she has no memory of this incident and i am like patty patty miss girl there is 
no fucking way that, that you she does remember. not remember this <laughs> unless unless it is one of those things that is like so repressed that it is deep down inside her soul and will never be let go well because here's the thing like you know if it were just some concert like on a tour or like some tribute thing you can get it mixed up with like wait what year was that like what song was that what arrangement what else was going on but this is like there's only one every year there's only one time that the national tree gets lit and the first family is there and the whole country is you know what i mean like that only happens once a year Mm -hmm. and that was the only time (laughs) that she has performed at that you know what i mean like she has to remember she has to remember and so i'm like is she just fucking with andy or like she just doesn't want to talk about it and the thing is is that because of like the viral viral virility the vir why can i say the word (laughs) (laughs) what are you first of all what are you trying to say let's figure that out the fact that this video became <laughs> so viral as of the last few years, you know what I mean? Like, she's heard about it. Someone has told her about it. She knows about it. She's but she was like, it. no, she was like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. She was like, I was there with who? Bill Clinton? What? She, <laughs> Girl, like, that was a national Christmas tree. Child, you remember. She knows. She knows. She's just she's acting dumb. So my botch of the week was Patty LaBelle's reaction to finding out that this viral video of her exists thing. like going down in flames with the <laughs> national trilling ceremony. I will say her vocal prowess and her vocal ability did not miss a step. Nope. She sounded amazing regardless of what the heck came out of her mouth. Absolutely. She sounded totally so agree. freaking good. And then when they got everything in line, when they got the freaking backup singers and the cue cards were right, she sounded fantastic. Yep. You can forget the words any day you want, girl. Yeah. And what I love about it, too, is that it's kind of charming, too, because at the end, it shows, like, where she meets the president and everything. And she kind of, like, makes fun of herself and the situation. Like, Yeah. It's kind of, like, endearing. Yeah. It's lovely. Patty, I love you. I love this Forever video. Forever and I, always. I watch it all year round. It's not just a Christmas thing. Oh, but, absolutely um... not. This is at least once a quarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Four times uh, a year, this is something we go through. Also, right. have you looked into the feud between Patti LaBelle and Aretha Franklin? Is it as bad as the feud between Fergie and <laughs> <laughs> Nelly Furtado? I mean, not that Fergie and Nelly Furtado are not music legends, but like... When we say that Aretha Franklin is a legend, like she's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Patti LaBelle, they've both been around for like half a century. But the whole thing of it, well, I think part of it was like someone had called Patti LaBelle the Queen of Soul and then Aretha had something to say about it. And so they changed it. Patti LaBelle is now officially known as the Godmother of Soul and Aretha (laughs) Franklin is considered the Queen of Soul and Gladys Knight is considered the Empress of Soul. (laughs) I want to see that Princess Diaries movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like, all three of these women incredible the most right like the most amazing voices you could ever hear live so it's just i can just imagine like how all of that went down and apparently also gladys knight and patty labelle they've been best friends for like forever love it is patty the one too that has like pies 
Oh, girl, the patty pie. <laughs> yes, ma'am. She has that sweet potato pie in Walmart that apparently is like crazy good. And I don't like sweet potatoes or pie. But I, if I did, I would. Not. I don't. I can't. I don't even have time to unpack the I don't like pie comment. But I hate sweet potatoes. Why? It, it, oh my god, it's horrendous. Oh, sweet potatoes as opposed to like yams. Oh, even worse. Ugh, ugh, ugh. No, don't like it. Don't like them in fries. Don't like them mashed up. The the audacity to put them in a pie shell and then call that a fucking dessert. No. Like, well, jump off a cliff. Well, what do you think about pumpkins? No, I like pumpkin pie. Okay, so to you, there is a clear difference between oh, pumpkin pie and sweet yes. potato pie. Oh, there's absolutely a difference. Okay. They taste totally different. Well, because, again, I'm not a fan of pie, so I haven't really tried either. I will tell you, I've, I've made both. Like, I've made a sweet potato pie and a pumpkin pie. And they were, I mean, apparently they were both good. Anyway, Patty, we love you. We pies, love you, girl. We got you. Lady Marmalade for life. Lady Marmalades for life. <laughs> oh, that could be the other name of this episode. Lady Marmalade for life. <laughs> <laughs> Loves that. Love uh, it. <laughs> She, All right. She's gonna hate us. I, I think. <laughs> because... Oh, and apparently Dion Warwick has feelings about all of this. By the way, which have you? Have you? Do you follow her on Twitter? She is hilarious. Yes. You need to follow Dion Warwick on Twitter. I do. I do follow her, but you to, do not. To our Are listeners. You yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> And and then they make fun of it on SNL all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> what? Which, speaking of SNL, they also do need to parody that whole Patti LaBelle whatever. Right? How come concert. someone has not done that yet? How Somebody come SNL needs has... to do that. Oh god. Although I will say Patti LaBelle might have him like beheaded or something. She <laughs> could do that. She could do that. I was just gonna say that I think it's really funny once again that you assume that Patty LaBelle is going to listen to this. I mean, you never know. You never know. She's going to be like, those fucking homos. That's exactly what she's going to say. And then she's going to have something to say about it. Oh my god, Patty, we love ya. Like, Marmalades for life. Like, on my bucket list is hearing her sing live. And then what if I brought her a jar of marmalade? Oh, I was going to say of like sweet potatoes. Sweet potato pie with marmalade, <laughs> or, or just like sweet Mama potato used to make pie marmalade, like it's all in one. Oh yeah, and then we could call the flavor Lady Marmalade. That's hot. <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> That's on the same level as like asparagus Jello or whatever it is that you made me think about. And and it's got like full chunks of sweet potato. Right? It's like it's like it's like actual sweet potato like hunks suspended in unflavored gelatin. <laughs> That's so gross. So gross. Oh my god. Here's your lady marmalade. <laughs> gitchy gitchy ya ya da da. So anyway. Anyway, um, anyway, it's time for our tiny moves. Tiny um, moves. What's that? What's your chunky beat of the week? This is an evolution of tiny moves. Apparently, my chunk of the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your chunky my beats. My chunk of the week. My chunky beats of the week. I guess you could say they're chunky beats. So I want you to rewind your brain to the year of our Lord, 2002. <laughs> okay. The year of Justin Timberlake's venture on his own. Christina Aguilera being all dirty. Dirty. Nelly Furtado was also actually quite big. Alicia Keys was big. What else was happening in 2002? Um, I was a junior in high school. <laughs> so. Missy Elliott was having a resurgence. It was right before Sierra. TRL was still a thing. TRL was definitely still a thing. Actually, speaking of TRL, Lala was actually a VJ. Destiny's Child was a huge thing. High-speed internet was still not a thing. It was still, <laughs> still a lot of dial-up happening. American Eagle was a thing. Abercrombie was a thing. But musicality-wise, who made her, like, the biggest splash? Avril act- Lavigne. <laughs> Oh, Avril Lavigne was a thing, yeah. That weird moment in, like, early 2000s where, like, pop punk was, like, super popular. It was, like, boy band, girl band thing was, like, kind of settling down a little bit. It was. Well, just a little bit. Like, it was coming down a little bit, and then these, like, pop punk acts were coming up everywhere. Our junior year is when genres of music started to merge Mm -hmm. like pop and punk r&b uh with latin music anyway so musicality wise she was a new artist and there's this whole thread of conspiracies that she actually sang jennifer lopez songs for a really long time but nobody really found out about it i want i want you to tell me if you think you can pinpoint who this is from all of that yeah oh my god wait but so it's none of the people you've named so far. Correct. And someone who would sound like we expect J-Lo does. Yep. What? Michelle Branch? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no. Definitely. Definitely not Michelle Branch. Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> First of all, I can very rarely, no offense to either one of them, but I can very rarely tell the difference between the two. But no. Nora Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no. She won, I think, either album of the year. No, probably artist of the year. Or maybe record of the year. I don't remember. But she won all those freaking Grammys with that her debut album. Nora Jones did also. So that's still a good guess. <laughs> it's not a good guess. <laughs> you do not know. That is not a good guess. Shakira? <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't remember actually when Shakira made it big. I'm I'm not a fan of hers to be No, I'm not honest. either. And no, there's I think no she's way it could be. Gorgeous and she's a beautiful dancer, but I'm just not a fan of her music. <laughs> there's yeah, no, there's no way you could mistake Shakira for anyone else because she sounds like a goat. <laughs> she doesn't sound like a goat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she sounds unique. <laughs> sure okay that's what we're calling it i don't know you want me to tell you selena was already dead <laughs> oh my god selena died like a full 15 years before that okay <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh i get why you said selena though because of the jennifer lopez reference yes oh yeah no i don't you want to tell you ashley tisdale <laughs> <laughs> no Ashanti. 
No, I was going to say Ashanti and then I was like, I don't feel like that's the same genre, but I guess maybe it is. Yeah, because J-Lo worked with Ja Rule, Ashanti worked with Ja Rule, and Mm. there's there's this huge conspiracy theory that the vocals on a lot of J-Lo's songs are either led by or backed up by Ashanti's vocals. I don't believe that. Could be I don't necessarily believe it either, but at the same time, it is kind of believable. So Ashanti's music, like, basically defined almost an entire two and a half years worth of music. She was everywhere. She was pop. She was R&B. She was on rap albums. She was stunningly beautiful. And she was absolutely everywhere. Now, do I think that she's the greatest singer in the world? No. I don't know. I love her music. I remember where I was when I heard all of her songs. When I was going to prom and dances and dyeing my hair all stupid kinds of colors and wearing flip-flops with jeans and all this kind of stuff. Her music was a definitive part of like the latter half of my high school life from junior year all the way up until like 2005. Like a good three or four years. Like Ashanti was everywhere for me. And I'm bringing her back. Like I'm listening to all of her songs and I'm like, man, I forgot how good she was. And she's having a little bit of a resurgence. She's also like a huge proponent of like body positivity and like you don't have to be stick figure thin and you don't have to have an hourglass figure. And she's just, I don't know. I love her. What song? What Ashanti song? She did a lot of songs with Ja Rule. So she did like Foolish, Rock With You, Baby, Unfoolish. Um, did I already say baby? I think I already said baby, right? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love got to do? Oh my God. I love that song. It's such a good song. No. It's a good song. Always on time. You don't remember that song? Uh, no, you're just naming things, and I don't. <laughs> but also, which which song are you playing for our okay, little carrot so, friends? So okay, so what do we call them? Our fans, our listeners, our, our carrots, our beef jerky heads, carrots, beef jerky heads, whatever it is you want to call yourselves. I will say that probably one of the definitive Ashanti songs is "Foolish." And if you're listening to us on spotify and the music pause talk version will play that song for you right now foolish by ashanti a fantastic talent who has an awesome ear and she's stunning and beautiful and has the most positive message that was wonderful yeah that's great i don't know ashanti that well i have to admit and so like you're naming song titles and i'm like i don't know if i know what song that is. no you don't but, you probably don't know the name but the second you heard like the first 15 seconds of the song you would be like oh no i absolutely know she was huge like and i know when a song comes on i'm like oh yeah this is an ashanti song but i don't know the titles of any of them so that's what's gonna end up happening this week is i'm gonna go down an ashanti rabbit hole i'm sure oh my god you need to so funny enough my tiny move of the week is from someone who also has very time specific fame do you know who rebecca black is so rebecca black so would i be close to saying that she came into fame like 2008 2009 2011 oh okay so it's a little bit later i didn't realize it was this late either i thought it was much earlier it's the girl who made her own video that went completely viral before viral was a thing and everybody loved it but then everybody hated it like 10 days later right right the song friday 
like gotta get down on friday that is rebecca black and so she had this song that she put out on youtube that became a viral hit and it was like everywhere for a hot second and then she just like completely disappeared it was one of those things where for a singer that a song has gone that viral and is like in that much of the communal consciousness right that she didn't get a record deal off of that it was just Um, like a thing in its own right yeah and so she just disappeared for a while and then here lately she has been dipping her toe back into music and is about to put out her first full-length album which she is self-producing and self-releasing which i love by the way I absolutely love that too, especially something like this where it's like she got so popular. It defined her for like forever. I mean, like she's basically a meme forever and it didn't actually like translate into a career of any kind. And then she's still out there like, well, that doesn't mean I'm going to give up, that I still have something to say and that I'm just going to do it myself. And the songs that she's been putting out are bangers. The song that I want to share with you and our carrot friends is called Crumbs. Crumbs? Like like a a cookie crumb? Yeah, like cookie crumbs. It's called Crumbs. When I tell you, Jacob, that she's fully snapped (laughs) in in this song. (laughs) Okay. What does that even mean, though? I mean that if you think about this person that had this kind of innocent saccharine 13 years old or whatever right like viral hit and that image and then this song is shatters that oh my god it's dark it's sexy it has a beat it's kind of talking about like i mean my interpretation of the lyrics in this song is like she's so obsessed with this person that she's talking about that she's like, I'm okay if you just like leave me crumbs, like because I'm still gonna want to oh. come back for more. Because oh. like you're like you're she's so right with it, yeah, right. Like uh, you're so irresistible. I'm okay with whatever you're gonna give me, Girl. and then I'm gonna keep coming back for more. I'm obsessed. It's so good. I hope like the rest of her album is kind of like going down this same path musically because it's really interesting and it's a little bit different than what some other people are doing in pop music right now. Yeah. And because it's coming from an independent voice, like that makes it even more interesting to me. And you know what? She's a member of the queer community. She and is? I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. And she, uh, and she's only 25 years old. If she finds like this niche here. Yeah. That like, she can make work. She for has herself. the potential. Yeah. She has the potential to have some kind of long career and is figuring out how to do it on her her own own. and i love that i love that we are in a time where social media and technology has made it accessible to be a creator and not have to be reliant on some like giant record deal or publishing deal or whatever yeah like to get you to get your name out there and get your have your Your, voice well to have your art yeah accessible So I love it. You go, Rebecca Black. I cannot wait to see what else you're going to do. And this song is called Crumbs. If your booty doesn't bop through the seat in your car when you're at a stoplight to this song, then, wrong with you. right, your soul is missing or something. <laughs> so, 
So um, please enjoy Crumbs by Rebecca Black. If you're listening to us on Spotify on the Music Plus Talk version, we're going to play that song, Crumbs by Rebecca Black, right now. Jay, I think that is it for today. Is there anything else that you want to say to our little little care of friends? Oh, how about this? Let's tease what we have coming up. What do we have coming up? You guys, (laughs) we are doing something really exciting on our next episode. We are going to have our own award show. I think that we have impeccable taste about what's going on in the world and what what's hot and what's not. You know, I grew up watching award shows as like, you know, appointment television. I love them still to this day. And so I thought, why not? We can do our own. We'll just go down this rabbit hole, I think. Wink, wink. And we're going to hand out some golden carrots. Golden carrots are something everybody needs in their lives. We do have impeccable taste, although our taste is very specific to us. <laughs> be sure to, to join us next time. We really hope you do. It's going to be super fun. And if you have any nominations of your own for golden carrots, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at GoToPod. You can send us an email Oh, hold on. I don't even know what our email address is. Jake, what's our email address? I don't know. I didn't know we it's... had an email address, girl. <laughs> it's the go to pod, T W O pod at gmail.com. So you can send us a note there. You can find us on Twitter. Um, or you can leave us um, some ratings and reviews on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to us. And making this dream come true for the two of us. We enjoy doing it. We're going to keep doing it as long as you all enjoy it as well. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Love you all. Bye. Peace, peace See you out, later. Sucks. Bye. Bye. ask you this question what are you hungry i am hungry but i have food okay is it chicken it is chicken. <laughs> where's the chicken from it's rotisserie chicken from central <laughs> market okay 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 i had to check i just had to know i had to know <laughs> i love you so much i love you too <laughs>